what a on? what a show! A, a I'm sorry, Ray. Did I did I late. yeah did I interrupt you? Okay, you did. let's get some energy. Let's get some energy here, guys. All right. Here you want to just I'm gonna, you want to just handle? I'm gonna do I'm gonna, gonna do my Hunter Hunter Biden impression. There we go. I feel better now. So let's welcome go. in. Can we start over? Jesus. Welcome into Smack Talk here on the Sports Key to Wrestle Binge YouTube. Talk to somebody who knows you, Rick. Is it going to be one of these nights? Is it going to be one of these nights? Yeah, it might as well be. Where I can't get a full sentence in? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Rick Uchino. There we go. See, I got it started already. That doesn't quite happen. Rick, I'm trying to help you as much as I can. I don't know what to tell you. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Welcome into the Smack Talk post SmackDown show here on Sports Kid Wrestling Wrestle Binge YouTube channel and the Facebook channel. We, we appreciate everybody who's in the chat. Yeah. I'm not we, above. We muting. rattled him, Sid. I'm, I'm not above muting Dutch Mantel. Make sure to get your comments in. Make sure to get your <laughs> questions in. If you got super chats, you want to send those in. That's the only way to guarantee to get your comment on the show. Read them all out throughout the entire night here. We have a lot to discuss. We know sure why. Do. We know why. Now, Jay Uso, or excuse me, Jimmy Uso did what he did to Jay Uso. We will discuss that. We have a new United States champion. We will discuss that as well and so much more. Dutch, you, you were a little bit sarcastic there to, to start off the, the show. And actually, now I'm being told that Super Chats has been disabled. It's been a technical error. So uh, that's not an option tonight. So I will keep as close an eye on the chat as I possibly Well, I'm, I'm leaving, guys. That Super Chat's gone. I no need me to. Okay, we're going to set out a tip jar for Dutch Mantel somehow, some way. That's what you're here uh, for. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get it we'll get it working. Everybody just everybody's in the chat. Just uh, send Dutch five bucks at Dirty D Mantel. <laughs> What's your Venmo? Dutch? You got Venmo? G, G, Gmail, PayPal. Hmm. There we go. J- just send five bucks to to Dutch's Gmail and and he'll be good to go. But uh, you're a little sarcastic there. I know you had some issues with the show tonight. Overall, what did you think this first show post uh, SummerSlam? No, I, I liked the show. I I just thought there were some issues. Uh, especially that last segment, because I don't think they all 100% bought into it. And you could tell the crowd was kind of saying, I don't know about this. So I hope they pick up on that and address it. I mean, it's not all gone. I mean, that story is still there, Sure, but they, they're going to have to, they're going to have to sharpen that up a little bit because they did something, you know, the, the turn shocked them enough, but to come back and put it back together in one show is too much. Let, let's start there, SP3, because we talked about this uh, on another platform earlier this week. Um, look, everybody saw Jimmy doing what he did coming from a mile away, and nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted it, and this, this latest turn, this twist in this bloodline story was all going to come down to the explanation which everybody said, hey, look, you can't do the jealousy angle. You yourself said that would have made no sense whatsoever after everything that they have they had gone through. Well, we get the explanation from Jimmy tonight. It's not jealousy. He goes down another path and says he did it out of love, basically. He he went with the Lord of the Rings. That's actually. worse. 
He went with the Lord exactly. of the Rings. <laughs> he that love shit ain't gonna get it either. He went with the Lord <laughs> of the Rings explanation, where he has seen what the Ring of Power. That that lay that rests around Roman Reigns' neck, that undisputed WWE Universal Championship. He has seen what kind of golem-like creature it has turned Roman Reigns into. And Jimmy Uso says, I could not let you win and let that happen to you. And SP3, your response to that is what? Is that makes no damn sense because you are keeping yeah. the power on the person you just said is corrupt. So what's the, you just helped the person who's corrupt instead yeah. of the person who you've known for 37 years, who you know yeah. is a good person, who you know that you <laughs> are there for him to keep him on track. Like what? Huh? That makes no sense. I'd rather nope. you had gone with the obvious of, I was, I was just, Paul Heyman was right. Everything Paul Heyman said, that's how I really felt. I never wanted you to be the right-hand man. I wanted you to be right by my side as the Uso. So it could be jealousy in the form of love, but that makes more sense than what he said. And you can tell to him it probably didn't make that much sense because that was probably one of the kind of the the lower bar of the bloodline performances was that promo and him kind of stuttering over his lines and trying to be emotional but not really showing emotion he kept, he kept dropping the mic and cutting off the last word of his sentences and i'm like bro stop please stop <laughs> stop doing i know that. I, like I, I know he's trying to feign emotion but it was just like no this does not this does not feel natural. It feels like nope. you guys are acknowledging that y'all made a mistake here by trying to put them, trying to say, "Oh, it's all for love." He really, it's really, it's really still the story that we that we said of why the turn didn't make sense is everything that they've done from this point on, from this point before that was Jay does everything for Jimmy, Jimmy does everything for Jay. That was the story. And then the turn didn't make sense because of that story. They tried to rewind it back with this promo, and it just fell apart. Dutch, to, yep. to me, to me, when I'm listening to this, when I'm listening to to Jimmy spill his heart out here and and throw all these words out, to me, it sounded like yeah, he did not believe what he was saying. But part of me is wondering if, and maybe I'm giving too much credit here. I'm trying to play devil's advocate. All right. Part of me is wondering if this might have been by design just a little bit, because there was one thing that he said tonight that I bought into. And that's when he said, what happens to me? What happens to the Usos when you become the tribal chief, when you become the undisputed universal champion? Maybe this is the story they're going to go with where Jimmy. Yeah, that's the excuse that he came up with, because that's what he thought he could tell Jay that would allow Jay to forgive him quicker. But really he did this for self-preservation because he did not want to get left behind while his younger brother, Jimmy went on to become this big superstar. That's what I'm where I'm hoping that this goes that Jay, that Jimmy knows this was bullshit, but he thought maybe he could get Jay to forgive him by going down with this excuse. 
So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Okay, you along with uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of other wrestling fans across the world are now sitting back and saying, that was either stupid, I didn't understand it, where are they going from now? But I think it's laying heavier on the side of, I don't quite understand it. Yeah. And I don't know where it's going because you got to kind of tell, you got to, you got to lead these people, but now they don't know what to expect. They should have, but they, I think they could have got the same, the same outcome, but attacking it a little differently, but Hey, it's the way they, it's the way they did it. That's what we got to go by. So it's not gone. They can fix this. I don't think it's that bad anyway. It's like sometimes family disputes get messy. Sure. And and you said he, he was afraid of getting left behind. I think Roman and uh, Jimmy should have taken – who was the guy in there first, Jimmy or Jay? Uh, Jimmy came down – or, yeah, yeah, Jimmy came down <laughs> first. Because Jimmy comes down after Roman had basically called him the ring, and Roman thinks that he's there to to rejoin the bloodline, and he's like, "Hey, you did me a solid, and yep. you know, I, I, whatever you want, name it. You want a car, you want a yacht, you want a jet. I'm the tribal chief. I can make it happen." And then Jimmy's like, I, "What I did had absolutely nothing to do with you. I don't want a damn thing." And then Jay comes down to the ring and is like, "You better tell me why you did what you did." or 37 years is going to be gone, and I'm going to kick your head off your shoulders, which ultimately Jay did do, by the way. This this picked up a lot at the end, SP3, with the, the big melee, and Jay leaving everybody laying. And the part about this is is the bloodline continues to, to fragment now because now you have Jay versus Jimmy versus Roman and Solo, and now it's a – everybody against everybody kind of thing with Roman and solo still on the same page, but we know eventually that's going to split. I mean, all of this is leading toward a okay. four way at some point, right? Yeah. What, what can put, let's say what can put them back together? What about the elders coming together and they have the big meeting and they put them back together toward the end of the show, but you know, it's not going to last. Yeah. Would that help? That Would that help? They need, I don't know if the elders coming on screen would be enough. What they need is a common enemy, right? That That's basic storytelling at, at its finest. When you, It's kind of like the Avengers in Civil War when they all were split up and they were on different sides. All of a sudden, you get a, a common enemy among them and they bring their forces back together. So you need some kind of foe or enemy or whatever it is, some superstar out there. I don't know who it is. Feel free to throw out some recommendations in the chat here uh, that, all of the bloodline members, once they are separated, point towards and go, okay, we all have a common enemy here. 
oh, hey, why don't we get this bloodline thing back together that used to dominate and let's just freaking own this dude real quick. Like, that's that's the guy. I don't know who it is, but that to me seems like that, that's storytelling 101 SP3. That that seems like a logical place well, to go, but I don't know who it miles, is. We're miles away from that. I think they're yeah, starting to sure. build that with uh, the whole Bobby Lashley Street Profits and then possibly Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams where you have enough guys on that team where they can come together like that. But that's like six months to a year away so it's all about i think i think we're thinking way too far ahead when we got to fix what's going on right now and i think that's wwe's problem is that they wanted the big moment at SummerSlam. they wanted a big moment to kind of shift this a big twist in the story and it wasn't the right time to do it i i i came up with a with a whole way of the accidental super kick where you can lead that into the whole Jimmy versus Jay thing, which it seemed like they were going towards before the final segment on the show. And there's a way to do that without the whole Jimmy turn the way they did it and then trying to retcon it basically here. So, I mean, they have to fix this right now. And especially with the fact that possibly Roman Reigns is not going to be on payback. He's not going to be on fast lane. That payback, how it's shaping up with the matches that it seems like they're building to with three weeks out before payback, that lineup is not looking like something I really want to see unless Roman Reigns is on it. Unless they, unless they decide last minute, okay, we're going to put Roman Reigns on it. It's not really a lineup that I want to see. I'm sorry. They have a whole bunch of fuse that I'm just like, yeah, that's a TV match. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, it could be good. It could be great, but it's sounds like a raw match more than a pay-per-view match and mm -hmm. all the stuff that we saw on this show are we gonna get jimmy versus jay because jay said i'm out at the end yeah so that's the interesting part he says he quit he says i'm out of the bloodline i'm out of everything i'm out of wwe and he he literally did the f you f you f you found a fan in the front row said you're cool and i'm out like that yeah literally that's that's what jay that's how jay was on well, the show tonight so if he quit he won't be on the show next week will he if he quit, uh, I would not think so. No, so how to... John Cena. <laughs> what so if he goes and gets it? What if he goes and gets a job at United Postal Service and starts driving, <laughs> starts driving a truck? <laughs> I quit wrestling to drive a truck. I think but... that's cool if they started following Jay around as he starts his new career endeavor, and now all of a sudden, like, how how do they bring him back into the fold? But they they won't do that. They'll leave him off TV as a reference character for a while, probably. I would well, say somebody, the brother gets hurt, something happens to the brother, something happens to Roman, looks like he's done for, and then the family rallies around him. You know, you can you can hate your brother, but something, I mean, you can hate him, but everybody else can't hate him because you're a fight for him. So if they can tell a story like that, they may have it. They may save that thing. I mean, it's not gone anyway, but... I think they'll look back back at this and say, I think we kind of missed the mark with this guys. So uh, if they don't say if they don't see that, so they got a problem. But I think they'll see it. Justin saying Romo Romo Roman solo and Jimmy, they need a group to brutally attack them where it forces them to come back together. I got it. I got it. Me, Rick, me, you, and Sid. We'll go we all hit beat the crap out of them with microphones. See? And they all rally against them.
I would happily have you guys. I would lead that charge and happily pull the Miz where I'm like, let's get him. And then I take three steps back uh, while you all run in there and get your asses kicked. I would happily uh, pull that <laughs> off. But um, speaking of the melee at the end here, Dutch, there were some reports coming out of SummerSlam that Roman Reigns did suffer an injury. We didn't hear, you know, what the what exactly the injury was. We didn't hear the severity of it, but you could tell watching that match back that Roman Reigns was in a was in some pain. Uh, during the main event of SummerSlam, the fact that he was taking some bumps tonight, I think that's that's a pretty good indicator. It may not yeah. be that serious because if it was, why would you risk your cash cow that way? And even if it was serious, Dutch, let's be honest, he ain't defending that damn title until November at the earliest. So they have plenty of time to set some stuff up here. Well, he's been hurt before. And if you're in the wrestling business, you've got to work through those injuries. Or if you're going to, every time you get hurt, oh, I can't go, I can't go. You tell them that a couple of times, they'll let you go because you're not hurt that bad. And if you can't, if you can't work through it, then everybody else does. All that underneath, all those underneath guys, all those first and second match guys, they can't afford to say I'm hurt because somebody will take their spot. So they got to work through it. Make sense? One hundred percent. We did see a uh, another segment tonight, guys, between uh, Lashley and the uh, Soup Profits, as Michael Cole called them uh, tonight. They're sitting back. They're enjoying some wine. They're talking about how they're going to take over. Dawkins has already went gone from one week where he's wearing a purple suit. Now he stepped up his game and he's wearing a full on tuxedo. So the evolution of uh, Angelo Dawkins is is growing uh, very, very quickly here. And so many people are bringing it up in the chat. I mean, you need uh, a a strong front of force that can bring the bloodline back together. I mean, we haven't gotten Lashley versus Roman. Lashley is a serious title contender. Anyway, you, you stretch it. SP three. Do you think this is the direction that they should go and that they are laying the seeds for right now? Paul says suit profits. I say street business. Uh, I want to see street business versus the bloodline. I think that this would, it would work perfectly. You got Lashley and Roman there. You got, you know, the Usos and street profits. I think that probably the team that the Usos have the best chemistry with outside of the new day on the WWE roster is the street profits. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. If it's solo in there, you know, you can have solo going at it with Angelo Dawkins, which uh, it just makes sense. Big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah. Big E will be at home very happy. Uh, but yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense as like the, the crew that they're kind of building up. They're doing it in a different way with the little vignette. I like what they're doing so far with the little backstage segments that are building it up. You get the you get the big beat down last week where they beat down the brawling brutes and the OC, and then you get a segment this week where they're talking about it and they're sipping on wine and they're celebrating to their future success. So I like this so far. I'm digging it. If they could find a way to build up to this to get the bloodline back together, I mean, there's a we got some time, but I don't know if there's enough time. Can we get Street Business versus the Bloodline at Survivor Series? Could that be a Potentially yeah. a four on four. First off, you'd have to add a fourth to Lashley's group. Is that asking too much? Is that is that rushing things? What I'm thinking right now is that the the Jay Uso leaving is because they don't want to do Jay versus Jimmy right now. They don't. Okay. They want to save that for a bigger show. So they that's why Jay said I'm out. They're building towards the four way 
of Solo, Roman, J, Jimmy at Survivor Series. Sure. Bloodline Endgame. So, Dutch, there was another report that came out this week where there's at least one high-ranking official in WWE creative who does not want the J versus Jimmy match, the first one, the first one-on-one, to happen until WrestleMania 40. Good God. Yeah. Could, could, can you imagine them trying to stretch this out from where these two don't face each other until Philadelphia, April 6th or 7th? That will be a chore. It, it, it really, and I would hate to be delegated that task of stretching it because you're going to have to have one of them disappear. Who walked out tonight? Jay? Hey, yeah. Well, he's going to have to disappear for three months. And why would you, you do that go. now when he's still white hot, too? Like, he got a great pop tonight when he well, landed the, out. They, they told the story. I'm, 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 I'm working on your premise. Sure. Uh, those guys going head up. I think if, if they try it now, they're going to wear it out before they get there. I mean, there's – I don't know. Hey, they worked themselves in this hole. I didn't do it. I'm not helping them oh, get no. out. Oh, no. But I saw that report. Oh, my God. And then why on God's kiss my up? butt. Like, SV3, okay. I saw that report this week, and I immediately thought of you, and I'm going, then why the hell did you do this turn at SummerSlam? Why the hell? To me, to me, trying to stretch Jimmy and Jay another seven and a half months is a more daunting task no. than Cody going back to Roman a year later. That's, that's seven and a half months for Jimmy and Jay. There's only so many avenues you can go. We're seeing how further and further away that Cody is drifting away on that raft away from the island of relevancy. Ultimately, some kind of wave is going to carry him back there, but they, there's plenty of different avenues they can go with him. You, can, you can't stretch Jimmy and Jay seven and a half months. I, I, I don't hey, believe you. They did, they did it. They did it with uh, Dom and, and Ray last year. Dom and yeah. Ray, they, they did that turn at Clash of the Castle in September. And they got it to to WrestleMania. They find their ways. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past them that that's what they're gonna do. I that's why I say I think the next big bloodline matchup is Survivor Series or either Crown Jewel. Maybe they do it at Crown Jewel, and I think it's that four way match. All right, let's go back to the top of the show. Uh, make sure to get uh, your your comments in throughout the uh, guys. I'll try to get to as many of them as possible. Yes, SP three, real quick. And yes, I see Frantic Worlds in the chat. And yes, I did have. I told you so, look. Because I said this before <laughs> it happened. I told everybody. I told you all on the uh, show. I said, uh, Jimmy turning on Jay at SummerSlam would not make <laughs> sense. Don't do that. Don't do that one. Don't do that one that everybody was saying was going to happen. And I was like, I've been vindicated this whole week. Everything that's happened since then. I've just been vindicated because... It has not made sense to to a lot of people, and then we had this promo and this you, segment, you, today, you, which even Dutch, who's been high on the bloodline, said it was it was below what they usually give us. But that's oh. also a high bar. We don't talk about high bars often with WWE creative. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. You need to put a sign on and say "vindicated" and fill it out and do that. So, get yourself a shirt, a true heel heat. Vindicated yeah, shirt. You, you, you could do that. Call yourself the Vindicator. Uh, Taylor Swenson <laughs> saying Roman Reigns versus AJ Styles, Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. I think they have a lot of options for Roman Reigns that they could, especially if Cody ends up being the guy. 
they have options to get Roman there, especially if he's only going to have two or three defenses, which is just a decent guess. Maybe a, one more show at the end of this year, maybe Royal Rumble, maybe Elimination Chamber. If he has two or three more title defenses, they got guys he can get to before he goes back to Cody at WrestleMania 40, if ultimately that is the direction. But again, they have options. Let's head back to the top of the show, and it opens up surprisingly here, guys, with Kevin Patrick. He is the one who is in the Captain Kirk swivel chair. Now, we heard... Wait a minute. Wait yes. a minute. I'm pitching. I'm going to throw the flag on this one. You mean I got to listen to those three, three assholes or yahoos for the next 12 months? Kevin Patrick, where did he, where did he come from? I think he was at CNN before he came over here. Well, he needs to go back. And and Corey Graves, I don't know. They've gotten rid of him a couple of times. I think they might need to get rid of him again. He, he keeps bouncing back and they, forth from Raw and SmackDown. They don't – I hate a three-man booth anyway, and they don't mesh. I can tell already. They're not meshing. It's their first night, the three of them together, and you, you, Dutch, you know how hard it is with with. They suck. Yeah. They suck. Well, especially with three. Yeah. They, so they just suck. So I know a lot of people, SP3, they they saw Kevin Patrick in the chair. And I know there are not a lot of people who are high on what Kevin Patrick has done, right? And I think he's very good at MLS. He he calls MLS games for Apple TV. I think he was good on CNN, uh, or at least I'm not going to sit here and say I saw him on CNN. I don't watch that much of it, but I'm sure he was great there. Obviously, he had to be if WWE called, uh, brought him over. And they feel like he has got something because now they put him on a desk with Michael Cole. I actually think having Kevin Patrick be in that main chair, if they want him to learn and develop, that this is what they need to do in putting him on SmackDown. He needs to be in the main chair so Michael Cole can add a little bit of his flair when he needs to, but more or less focus on what Kevin Patrick is doing and try to help him succeed and develop where he needs it most, which is storytelling. Did you notice tonight Michael Cole was the guy who was constantly filling in the gaps and trying to tell the story and progress that, which is what the play-by-play -play guy needs to do more than calling the moves individually because it's television. We see the moves, right? So tell us the story, fill in the holes. That's where Kevin Patrick, I think, needs to learn the most. And I think he'll ultimately grow into the business. It took Michael Cole a long time to get comfortable in the role that he's doing. I, I think this is a setup that is going to give Kevin Patrick the best chance to succeed. It's just whether or not WWE gives him the time and the fans give him the time to do that. It's just going to be tough. It's like they're, tough. they're, they're, they're cutting their, their nose uh, to spite uh, their face oh, by I putting agree. him in a three man booth. Like Amen. it was just, Amen. Lately, yeah, you're putting him in the Captain Kirk position and you're having Michael Cole kind of groom him, but you're doing it in a three-man booth where I didn't really hear him that much throughout the show. So I don't see that changing anytime soon. And they might say they're grooming him by putting him in that middle chair, but it was really like he was the invisible man and it was really Corey and uh, Michael Cole for a lot of the show. And that tends to happen when he's on the broadcast. Like, he starts out hot, and then it's like he fades out as the show goes along. And it was more and more noticeable on Raw because you would get to about the second hour, second or third hour, and and Corey Graves would be saying something like, come on, help me out here, KP. You know, like shouting at him like, yeah. MF or talk. You know, you're supposed to be the one who's talking here. Um, which that guy calls Major League Soccer. So, like, constant action and talking and for a long period of time should be his M.O. So I think he's, he's probably getting yelled at. 
that's potentially <laughs> my event. Look, be honest, if Vince was in Gorilla, he would not have made it this far. I don't think he would have. Um, I, I think it's more like well, Triple H, H, H has hard. a headset. Triple H has a headset from Vince who's yelling at him to yell at Kevin Patrick. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like six degrees of separation. God damn it, son. Yell at that bastard. Tell him to pick his game up. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes uh, these next few weeks. I will say one thing. I miss Pat McAfee. Anyway, uh, our opening contest tonight was Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. Pretty solid contest between these two. Grown accustomed to that between when we watched them uh, fight over the last few years. But, guys, this was really just the table setter for the parade that was EO Sky coming down as the new WWE uh, women's champion. Uh, her and the rest of Damage Control. Nice to see Dakota Kai down here again. Uh, after she made her uh, surprise appearance at SummerSlam this past weekend. Uh, Sky ends up taking out both Asuka and Charlotte to cause the DQ. Bailey beats them down as Damage Control raises the belt high and uh, walks out uh, uh, a collective unit once again. I've already talked this week about how much I really like the fact that they have kind of given Damage Control now a new lease on life after a literal year of losing. A literal year of losing and EO lost her last two matches before she cashed in at SummerSlam. But now all of a sudden one booking decision and it feels like they've got new life. So, I mean, six months ago, people were already calling SP three for this group to be broken up here. And now they've, they have been given a, a second chance and hopefully SP three, they with EO here learn from their past mistakes that they made with both live and Nikki. They did not get presented as strong champions out of the gate, and I ultimately think they lost the audience very quickly with both of them, and that ultimately cost them their titles like four or six weeks into it. Um, Nikki didn't even make it to SummerSlam, out of SummerSlam with her championship. Liv kind of recovered. Nikki, unfortunately, hasn't. Hopefully, they present EO as a strong champion and damage control as a strong united front moving forward here. I, th I think the key to this one with money with EO having money in the bank is that they allowed EO to have her breakout moment before winning money in the bank. They didn't make the breakout moment money in the bank. That was the difference between Liv and Nikki and EO. EO had her breakout moment at Backlash and then won money in the bank. So I think that it's more sustainable and she's going to be a little bit more over and have a better chance to be a successful champion than Liv and Nikki ever was. Liv Morgan was getting momentum. She had the nice feud with Becky Lynch, but they cooled her off. They put her in a tag team with Rhea Ripley. They used her as kind of kind of fodder for Rhea Ripley to turn heel. And then I don't know where she won money in the bank. That's basically what happened. Uh, Nikki Cross, she was losing for a while. Then she became a superhero was getting fluky wins, and then she won money in the bank. They didn't give her a break. They tried to make that the breakout moment. And then ne next day, she wins the, the championship. So yep. I think with EO Sky, we're in a better shape. This matchup, Charlotte and Asuka, uh, I've seen better from them. When, when, you, have a WrestleMania, when you have a WrestleMania rematch, you know, I, I just expect it to be at least good or something that I'm going to remember in a week from now. I'm not. I'm not going to remember this and the finish doesn't help, but maybe it sets up something interesting with the SmackDown women's division, which has been good the last couple of weeks. Interesting. We did not see Bianca Belair tonight, Dutch, who was the one who got cashed in on. She 
injures her knee in that match. Uh, was able to overcome that, hit a 450 splash, uh, wins the championship by rolling up Asuka, and then immediately gets cashed in on, again, a nice full circle moment for damage control at SummerSlam because when they debuted at a SummerSlam last year, Bianca was the person in the ring that they showed up against and stood in front of, and they were never able to pry the championship from her. They finally do it a year later. She's not on the show tonight, and it's it's kind of interesting to see, like, all of a sudden now we got Damage Control, who is, they're feuding with Charlotte, and they're feuding with Asuka, and more likely they're going to be feuding with Bianca. So all of a sudden it feels like... SP3 says the SmackDown women's division, very involved with everybody. It creates something that you like. It creates options. What he said, said what he said, I'm agreeing with him. Whatever you said, said, I mean, uh, did you lose me big. somewhere there? No, no. When you talk about a year ago, most fans, I think saying they can't even remember a year ago. Because I would say the casuals would agree with you. Yes. Yes, but only the hardcore would remember that. And even about, I would say, a, a large majority of them would have to think about it. See, they're buying exactly what WWE is putting in front of them right now. And that's why they got they got an assembly line. Do, 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 do. They got to crank that stuff out. And But they have to be astute. I know if you like that word, said astute. They got to be, they got to, they got to know when they, they hit a nerve. And you can see now that uh, uh, L.A. Knight, they've hit a nerve with him. Now they're giving him the push. So, but that's the way I look at it. See, the way you kind of diagram it, it's, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's right. But when you go back a year ago, I'm thinking, what the hell is he talking about? Because I don't need, and I was here. I know, I know what you're talking about and still don't remember. Well, that's what we get paid to do is to remind people of the things that maybe they forgot about. SP3 is much better at it than I am, but sometimes within a year, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty accurate within a year. Uh, talk to me again next year. I'm going to completely forget about whatever the hell I just talked about. Our second matchup of the night, AJ Styles versus Karrion Cross. As I thought this match was going well. I thought it was going really, really well. And then I we had come a big back watch. to commercial break. And all of a sudden... They decided to do maybe some um, lightweight stuff with a, a big boy like Karrion Cross, and I don't know if it was a miscommunication or what, but yeah. it was it was ugly and it kept snowballing. Yeah. And it what what was a bad series that lasted maybe twenty seconds felt like it lasted two minutes. And thankfully for them, they got the crowd back into it, into the match. Some heat from Scarlett helped out here. Uh, AJ gets the win at the end with the help from me chin got a big pop from the crowd for AJ styles. Who, um, man. They... Yeah. When they, when they did that big botch, I went, uh Oh, then he tried to fix it, botched it again. Yeah. Then he had to, had to restart. But see, I would remember that a year from now. <laughs> see, I would remember, I remember the botches. I just don't remember the other stuff. Who remember the other stuff? The botches is it's always the most memorable. Yeah, that's, stuff. Yeah, that's the and, most and memorable. That, and that's unfortunately what everybody's going to remember out of this is that there was a botch involving a carrying cross match, which, by the way, carrying cross to get uh, carrying cross lost again 
uh, in what I, I would think would be the blow off to this feud, but I don't know. Who knows what they're doing with AJ Styles and the rest of uh, the OC after this, but SP3, it feels like Karrion just cannot get any momentum no. whatsoever. He, I don't think he's got it. I don't think he has the chemistry to touch those fans. I just don't. I mean, he's a good enough worker, but that was all AJ tonight. That was his match. Yeah, like, like you said, they tried some lightweight stuff. I was like, no, nah, I've seen big guys do that. All you have to do is basically catch AJ on the moonsault and just go into a reverse DDT position. You're not doing anything like lightweight. They're not actually due to moonsault or or be agile. You just catch the you're a big guy. You catch the smaller uh, guy. I mean, AJ was trying to throw on the recovery. AJ was trying to throw around carrying cross a little bit, and it did not. Oh no, he was he was trying to suplex him and then get him back into the reverse DDT position, which I didn't think was a wise decision <laughs> if he couldn't get that first one right. So he yeah, the second one the, may have been on him. He barely I got. I know what he was trying to flash. do. I don't know what he was trying to do, they, but I, I'm glad one of them didn't get hurt. They weren't the on the same page. That's that's no, 100%. They, they, they were not on the same page. I give him credit for getting the I, – and I give lots of Scarlet for getting the heat back in that match, but I just don't know what the heck they're doing with Karrion Cross right now. I don't know what they're doing with AJ Styles right now, and personally, I don't, I don't think they know. I don't think they know what they're doing with either of them other than just well, kicking the can down the road. Well, all they're doing is they're just doing maintenance on AJ. Karrion is just putting guys over. I feel like they've been doing. But I don't. I don't think it even helps a guy for them to beat Karrion Cross. I don't think you know. It's kind of expected when he goes into the match now. Yeah. The girl's got more heat than he's got. I'd do something with her. Maybe they are. Really I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But I, I, I can. Like can they, the girl? Can the girl work? Yeah. Yeah. Scarlet. Yeah. Okay. If he he could he She's could just, get Mark Merrill. He could get Mark Merrill. Could potentially. potentially. I don't know, but they, it feels like that you say they're doing maintenance on AJ. It feels like they've been doing maintenance on AJ since they broke him and Omos up. Like like that that it feels like. When was the last time? Like they get the OC back together. And granted, I know he he broke his ankle and he missed some time, but man, it just feels like they had nothing for him. Or anybody associated with him in a long ass time, probably since oh, I'm, I'm seeing AJ with, with the good brothers and the girl, and I don't understand that why they're together. I know you buy them as a group, but I don't know why AJ would. I know he's got history with them. I would separate him from them. That's what I would do. No, the last well, time you, they- you, you, t- you take three guys. Hard to get three guys. I push behind three guys. It's a lot better to get to push yourself than worry about two other guys. For 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 not, I mean, it wasn't long ago that we're sitting here talking about how they need more groups and they need more factions. It almost feels like they have too many now because you like we're sitting here going, "What the hell are you doing with AJ Styles and the rest of the OC?" Meanwhile, they're pushing Judgment Day. They they still got the Bloodline who's going. The the New Day just showed back up, right? Like they just put a new faction together with Bobby Lashley and and the Street Profits, and it's like all of a sudden you but, can't push everybody at once. And I get that, but I'm just sitting here. I'm like, you got freaking AJ Styles here, and you're doing nothing with him. Nothing. Yeah. Well, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits are interesting. Yes, at they this are. point, and let's see how they handle them. See, they got a good start, so let's see how they handle them. 
We had Ed show up for a surprise in-ring promo, and this is something that felt like it was completely off script. It just felt like two dudes who ended up going out there and and talking. But I like this a lot, man. I, I like the behind-the-scenes type look of stuff. And, you know, who knows exactly how much of it was real. Maybe it was all of it. Maybe they embellished a little bit, Hollywooded it up just a little bit. But Edge comes out. And he says next week, celebrating 25 years in the business, he wants to have a match with somebody he hasn't wrestled somehow in his entire <laughs> career, and that is Sheamus. He wants to go against Sheamus. He tells the story about how uh, it was uh, Sheamus who inadvertently brought him back to wrestling, and we saw the video of the, the the biking incident where he flies off of his bike, and all of a sudden he's like, "Damn, why can't I, you know, why can't I wrestle anymore?" And that was the light bulb moment. But then we get that nice story from from Seamus where he comes down and he's like, look, you know, yeah, I brought you back, but I, I wouldn't be standing here right now. If you didn't talk to me that one day when I was seeking advice and nobody else wanted to give me the damn time of day. And then these two have a nice, you know, handshake moment. They're throwing up pictures of, of Seamus wearing edges, daughter's helmet and this, that, and the other thing. It's like, oh, this is a nice little moment here. They're setting up a nice match for next week, which is going to be great. And then we get Seamus SP three kind of pull edge in there for a second and go, I hope you didn't make a mistake for next week. So that added a little bit of spice on the end of this, but maybe felt like this went just a little bit too long, but ultimately I, I'm not going to complain. I, I like this. I like this. Yeah, it felt it felt a little bit more uncuffed. It felt a little bit more improvised than your regular kind of promo exchange that we usually see on SmackDown. So I like that about it. I think that Edge is a natural talker, and I've, I've said it in the past years ago that Edge is one of the better talkers that WWE has. And he proved it here, and Sheamus, well, proved to be, you know, pretty good on the mic himself. So I thought this was a good segment to set up the match next week. Could it be Edge's last match in WWE? Because he did say last year he would have one last <laughs> match in Toronto and then he wanted to wrap things up. So is that going to be the end? I don't know. We shall see. I don't think he knows. Like, I feel like since WrestleMania Dutch, when he beat Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell, which he shouldn't have, by the way, um, my opinion. And a lot of other people's opinion. But since but coming out of WrestleMania, Edge has not done much. They haven't had any significant storyline for him. He's wrestled a couple matches here or there. It definitely feels like the agreement between Edge and WWE is Edge will call W Edge will call Triple H when he wants to do something, and then he'll show up and he'll do it. It really feels like a farewell tour for him at this point. I was sitting there. I wanted to claw my eyeballs out watching it. That was the boringest thing I've ever seen in my life. The other, the other two guys, they stood back there like damn. I don't know. They just like they were just like they were fans. And I'm thinking about, wait a minute. You want to wrestle him because you've never wrestled him in Toronto? I don't get it. So. Will I watch it next week? Yes. Let's have something to it. I don't think if you want to put your imagination to it, this could happen. This could happen. This could happen. But whether it happens or not, I don't know. But it, it, that right there will not affect me if I was a fan of watching the show. It might keep me from watching the show. You ever think about that? I, I don't want to see it. I mean, Edge was going to be a draw next week anyway because it's a 
celebrating his 25 years in the business. So, I mean, he was already advertised for the show. He's going to be on it. They're going to center a lot around it. This will probably be the main event next week, if I had to guess, which to me screams there's going to be. I think that Seamus handshake, and I could be wrong because this could just be a, hey, let's let's have a match because I want to have a match with you before I retire, or they're setting up a story, and they're actually going to set up a rivalry, and they're going to turn Seamus heel. I mean, he's not. I mean, I, that's I've the always, most obvious thing. I've always for for months now I've said that his organic baby face turn has been one of the the brighter things that has happened in Triple H's tenure but they've he's cooled off he's cooled off because they didn't capitalize on that and do anything of of substance with him so you need more heels on on Friday night smackdown so maybe you fire up Sheamus who the crowd typically loves to hate and you you go that direction but uh we sa- shall see uh, we did get L.A. Knight on the show tonight. He defeated Top Dollar uh, real quick. Uh, he honestly Wow, I didn't expect that. He fought off all three members of Hit Row, uh, beat Top he Dollar. He beat, beat Top Dollar ages. in what, two minutes? Basically uh, two yeah. minutes. Here's the thing that I love about this SP3. and I love I love Top Dollar. I, I love him for some reason. So does Michael Cole. Ever since, ever, since, ever since he missed that move over the top, and that barely hung that top rope. He's been one of my favorites. <laughs> so, and he LA just walked Knight, off like nothing happened. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this much. For, I'll say this much for Top Dollar tonight. Boy knows how to take blunt force trauma. And L.A. Knight is getting so slick and so smooth with that. It's almost reaching. Now I'm not going to say it's there yet, SP3, but it's almost reaching RKO type smoothness to where LA Knight can hit that sucker out of anywhere and win a match at any point in time. Like he's getting that good with it. Um, it it really kind of makes me feel like you could you could beat LA Knight down for 35 minutes and somehow he'll find a way to pull that out and 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 get a win. So I like the fact that it's getting that smooth. It's getting that out of nowhere that he can hit it with it. But look, he wins the Slim Jim Battle Royal. He gets the Slim Jim sponsorship and the commercial. He's cutting a promo, and now he's actually building a story on Monday Night Raw. He's got the top three selling shirts right now of active superstars in WWE, and now he's he's actually he's on a winning streak, a winning streak. He's won two matches in a row, all right? Like, it, it's incredible. He's, it's what are you talking of- about? He's won, like, three or four. Uh, maybe or four I'll, I'll go back to four. Row. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So he's won He's won three or four matches in a row now, a legitimate winning streak. I, I do think it's safe to say the 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 push is on. Like, it's it's happening. Whatever his push is going to be is going to – it's happening right now. So if they're putting him on both shows, he's got top-selling merch. Like, he's doing something right now they're only doing with Bloodline and and – Judgment Day. And okay. Who's his first? Show. Who's his first angle going to be with the Miz? You think it was? It was with the Miz yeah. on Monday. Yeah. Okay. And that that'll be good because now he's up there with the Miz, and when he goes through that after about two times or whatever it is, now he's moving a little bit. Yeah. It it doesn't need to go several months. This ain't like a raw. This no. isn't like a Cody Brock thing. But you can put those no. two on payback and have the Miz get his ass beat and that's fine. That's exactly where it needs to go. It's a good starter feud to where these guys can have some good promo exchanges. Miz ain't going to lose anything by losing a match. Hell, he got beat by Snoop Dogg at WrestleMania for crying out loud, but it's a nice stepping stone for LA Knight. 
And then you, you can know, start doing like, the whole the whole Mr. Kennedy gimmick that they did back in like 2007, where Mr. Kennedy was on the rise, and they said, "Oh, he's beaten this many world champions." Because then, if uh, LA Knight beats the Miz, he's beaten Sheamus, he's beaten Rey Mysterio, he's beaten the Miz, he's three in three former world champions, and that can be his whole thing that he's gonna be feuding with world champions until he's in the main event scene. That's a good idea. You know what I noticed now? This is a little, it's, it's nitpicky. But remember when Brock turned on Cody? Didn't they go to shake hands? Mm -hmm. Well, after that match, they went to shake hands. I think Cody should have been a little leery of that. I think he was. Like, well, no, he was not. He went and shook his hand. He's, he was slow to do it. He wasn't that slow. I'd have been a lot damn slower. That's I'd why say, Brock you cannot cut, you cannot trust Brock, Brock Lesnar. So even though that was where it was supposed to go, still have some fear about this guy who's that's how it started last time. Remember that he laid him out? The only that's a little thing, thing. It's a little thing, but no, that's just right. That's just right. The only thing they should have added is a callback to SummerSlam 2005 when Shawn Michaels was healed the whole time on the way to face Hulk Hogan. And then at the end, he turned back babyface because he put his hand out to shake Hogan's hand. And he said, I just had to know. Brock should have said, that would have explained everything. That would explain the heel turn and everything. If Brock just said, I had to know. And then, <laughs> and then put his hand out. I would have been like, okay, they sealed up this whole thing. I feel like everything that happened at SummerSlam in a vacuum was great. But did it save this feud? I don't know. No. I don't know either. I what do you think? What do you think, Rick? I get what you're saying, but I feel like Brock tried to do that without saying words. And like I I, I feel like the gesture was enough to kind of close it up because Brock is this massive over baby face out of coming out of WrestleMania, and he attacks Cody Rhodes for seemingly no damn reason. And then at the end of this, putting him through hell for the last several months and beating the ever-loving crap out of him at SummerSlam, yeah. then he shakes his hand, gives him a hug, and parades him around the ring and holds up his arm. I mean, actions speak louder than words in me in that, in, to me in that situation. To me. I, I feel mean, like I... he did the exact same thing without having Okay, say I want to shake your hand, and I beat the crap out of you. Yeah. So the next time I stick my hand out there, you got to say, whoa, whoa. Remember this. I'm not going for that shit twice. No, if you no, don't, it, I'm, I'm locked and loaded. Like if I even let, feel like you're trying to pull me into you, I'm giving you my left elbow. <laughs> let, let's ask Dutchman Intel the very important question. Dutchman yes. Intel, would you hug and shake someone's hand if they broke your arm and then no. proceeded to beat your ass yeah. in front of With your whole town? Metal, hang your mama. Metal. Hang your yeah. mama. It beat your ass in front of your mama. Twice. And then hit you with the metal, the metal steps. Hell no! I'd reach back the bag, pulled out a gun, said, "Hey, don't try it again." But I wouldn't have shot him. I'd have shot him in the leg. The leg you feel like you'd be back in Puerto Rico, Dutch. That's what you feel like. <laughs> All right, the last thing that we... <laughs> thinking Brock's looking for a place to stick a knife. That's what you. That's where your mind would be at right now. But, Stop anyway. it! Did I say said? Did I say that? No, you're talking. Why about is he so why you're is talking, he so violent? Told that story is he, a million times about how he's so violent in Puerto Rico. Jesus, who? you. 
I the only one of us who's been to Puerto Rico. I don't know. Well, I'll say it. I might be speaking out of turn. I don't know if you've been to Puerto Rico, but I don't think so. I have been to Puerto Rico. No shit. I, really? But I've, heard been, I've, been, I've been to Hawaii to that island that's on fire. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. Wow. Mm. Thoughts and prayers to everyone. Yeah. In that is horrible. It really is. All right. Our last contest. Uh, was one that was really set up throughout the entirety of the show. We were supposed to get tonight, guys, Santos Escobar versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Uh, after the opening contest to Charlotte and Oscar, we get Santos backstage with Caleb Braxton. Uh, he says he's feeling very confident because he has Theory's number. And then Theory jumps him from behind, ends up slamming his knee in one of those uh, road case kit thingies, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, we get a shot of Santos later on. He's being treated by the medical staff. Rey Mysterio's back there with the rest of LWO. Everybody's looking concerned. We find out later that Santos has been cleared to face theory. Adam Pierce goes back there and says, hey, I know you've technically been cleared, but I want to look you in the eyes and make sure you're okay. Like really selling the fact that Santos is going to get this match. Santos is limping down to the ring. Austin Theory comes from, from behind him and hits him with a chop block. He goes into the ring. He's sitting here celebrating. He's grabbing the mic saying, I'm going to go home, raise my hand. I'm the winner. I really wanted to do this match tonight, but he wasn't ready for Austin Theory. And then Santos looks over at Rey Mysterio and gives him those, those eyes, gives him the handshake and the bro hug and says, get your ass in there and, and go whoop his ass for me because I can't physically do it right now. And then Rey Mysterio proceeds to go in there and win the United So you feel you feel all his dialogue in for him. Yeah, that's that's what the I like, I like the eyes. No, that's what the yeah, eyes told yeah, That's all you need. That's all you, you got to look at the yeah. eyes. Actions speak louder than words. Oh though, yeah, right? I got you. So that's I, my I you. that's my analysis, right? That's my analysis. Santos <laughs> wanted to get in there and do the job, but he physically couldn't, so he told Ray to go do it for him. Right? Go do it. Yeah. Instead of just you know waiting until you were healthy and then kicking theory's ass at a, at a later date, like a smart person would. Uh, but they always book these baby faces to be dumb, dumb baby face syndrome is real folks. Dumb baby face syndrome is real. It can strike at any time. It's just not fair. So Ray Mysterio goes in there. Theory hurts his back. Some point in the match, Ray takes advantage, ends up hitting a six, one, nine and a very quick splash. And he pins Santos, or excuse me, he pins Austin Theory to end his 250-odd someday reign of terror as United States champion. It's the third time in his career that he's won this match. And guys, let us not forget, we had an entire tournament to crown a number one contender in which the final matchup was Santos Escobar versus Rey Mysterio, a match that the finish did not go as planned. But reportedly, Santos Escobar was always supposed to win and then they completely bypass all that, saying none of that mattered. Here comes Rey Mysterio, and he's going to get the match anyway, and he's going to be the one. Already Hall of Famer Rey Mysterio is going to be the one that takes the title off of Austin Theory. Now, I love, yep. now I know Dutch has his opinions, but SP3, I want to throw it to you first because I have a feeling we're going to be on the same page here. Hmm. <laughs> they give Rey Mysterio the title win. Over Santos Escobar, who mm -hmm. is somebody who is still trying, uh, up and comer. He's he's getting some some decent reactions as a member of the LWO. But this is a guy you are trying to build, so this is a guy you could somewhat make by giving him his first singles championship since what the NXT Cruiserweight title, uh, yep. that a title that no longer exists. 
you have the chance to to belt this man and help make this man. Don't forget, they they bypassed giving the title shot to L.A. Knight too. And then they go ahead and they just put the belt on Rey Mysterio. This accomplishes what SP3? This, this, this I, I, it's head scratching to me. Explain it. Explain. Give me a reason why they did what they did. And I the love Rey Mysterio, Rey but this makes no sense. The same Rey Mysterio that has pretty much lost every singles matchup he's had since WrestleMania. Since WrestleMania, he's lost to LA Knight. He lost a triple threat with <laughs> AJ Styles and Edge. He 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 won he won the Fatal Four Way to get to the U.S. title uh, qualifier or whatever, and then he lost to Santos. Like all I've seen him do is lose since WrestleMania, and he is our new United States champion now. I am one person that have called out people who want to say everything good in WWE is Triple H, everything bad in WWE is Vince McMahon. I say you gotta you gotta keep that same energy across the board. If something's good, Vince gets as much credit as Triple H. If something's bad, Triple H gets as much credit as Vince McMahon. They are. This is one move though where I'm just looking at. I'm like. This kind of seems like a Vince McMahon move. It seems like Triple H's story was we're building towards Santos winning this U.S. title and, you know, LWO getting this big push. And I think Vince, it, that, from, from just me watching the TLEs from the outside looking in, it seems like Vince was like, yeah, we're going to put the belt on LWO, but we're going to put it on Ray. I know Ray. I don't know Santos. I know Ray. We're gonna put and it. This on is him. the same guy who legitimately booked Rey Mysterio to have one of the worst world heavyweight championship runs yep. of all time. <laughs> yep. He knows Ray though. He loves Ray. Dutch, Dutch I, can I say have... Dutch was there. Dutch worked with them. Dutch, I had some who don't work with well. Ray. With I Ray and Vince. I work with them. I, I had to get both of them in the room, kind of stop on around a little bit. Absolutely. I got them to understand my point. Hey, I liked it because I'm looking. I'm looking at theory. Theory's kind of dying right now. So beat him and then start something new with him. So now him and him and Ray, they'll go back and forth. He can retake it. Then you got to work Santos back into it. See what WWE is doing now. Like we we look at it as a as a like a just it's full, yep. and we say, well, this is going to happen, blah blah blah. But they're doing they're going against the grain now. They're doing the stuff you don't expect, and not a, not all of it at work. This is not an exact science. They haven't sat down. They haven't sit down and written the whole book because they're booking the three hours. They're booking 300 hours of original TV every year just to Raw and SmackDown. So they're not going to hit. They're not going to hit on everything. But what I'm asking them to do, and I'm sure you are too, Rick, is uh, acknowledge or pick out where you missed and try to fix it. Or if you can't fix it, move away from it and come back to it. Or move away from it and, and leave it alone. So I think theory, I don't they have haven't really give him a chance to, to really get over. 
like L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is kind of taking all the time right now. So we will see what they do. Who are they coming back with next week? The Wallen kid and who? Yeah, so, who? so Grayson Waller is going to be hosting the Grayson yes. Waller effect with. Ray they Mysterio. made a mistake there too. They made a mistake there too. They should have said Grayson Waller is going to host Austin Theory because all of a sudden now they come back and change it all up. Well, here's my thing. Right. Because and I see other people have brought this up in the chat because there are two reasons why I can think, guys, that they would do this move and 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 have it make sense. And that is if they are already getting set to turn the LWO against Rey Mysterio or Santos Escobar against the LWO, one of those two, and build up to those two feuding with one another. So they, they set up some kind of a jealousy angle. But even in this situation, that doesn't make sense yeah. to me because no, it's they just did who it. sent who sent Ray down to the ring. And by the way. Don't rush into that. Same shit with the Usos. We're seven and yep. a half months away. If you book you, that, if you book it correctly, that's a major marquee WrestleMania match next year. And if you don't believe me, you would have you would have rolled your eyes at me if I had told you a major marquee match at this year's WrestleMania was going to be Ray versus Dominic. It can be done. It was done last year. It can be done again next year. Ray versus Santos. And I've spoken to Santos. That's a dream WrestleMania match for him. And that is exactly what they should be booking at WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. So don't rush into that. The only thing that I can think that makes sense in this is that they have decided instead of putting the United States Championship on one of their younger up-and-coming talents, like a Santos Escobar or an LA Knight, is they want to do it with another guy, but they couldn't do him versus Austin Theory because they're both heels. So the only way that this makes sense to me is if next week on the Grayson Waller effect, they set up a United States championship match between Grayson Waller and Rey Mysterio. Austin Theory costs Rey Mysterio the title to continue that feud between the LWO and Theory. They can move away from the United States championship, and now you have belted Grayson Waller. That is literally the only thing that I think makes sense in this situation, and a one-week title reign doesn't hurt Rey Mysterio at all. That's the only thing I can think of, personally, that makes any kind of sense, is they want to put the title on Grayson because they're really high on him, and they want to strap a rocket to him, but he they and don't want to beat Grayson Theory Waller feud with. Who does Grayson Waller feud with? Maybe LA Knight? I don't know. I don't know. After after LA Knight's nice feuding with know. the Miz, LA Knight's nice feuding with they, the Miz. Unless they do a triple yeah. threat, unless they do a triple threat or a, or a quadruple or a four on four. God, not not not, a, not another tri back, triple know. threat. I'm so sick no. of triple threats. They got dudes on AJ Styles. There you go, Grayson Waller and AJ Styles again for the United States Championship. You got to do. We literally said they're not doing anything with. Right there. There you go. Took you got to get there. We got to like think it. about these things before we come up. Okay, yeah. Most of my shit is spitballing. You know that. I'm just spitballing here. I'm trying to come up with stuff and trying to think. I'm trying to make WWE make sense. Do you know how hard that is? It's tough. It's tough out here. It's tough. I pull from so many different angles, man. I've been doing this a long time trying to make this shit make sense. <laughs> right now it don't, in my opinion. Dutch, any final you thoughts? Know, comments no, there is such a thing as almost having too much, trying to make something of everything. Yeah, and you can't do it. You're 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 run over yourself. But I will say, it's still a lot better now than I thought it would be at this point. They at least have some people over. Now, when they can get that all separated, when they get closer to a pay per view, SummerSlam or 
and they're cooking the gas. So we'll see where they go with it. Yeah, look, I mean, it's a good problem to have when you have too many people that you want to push and that you can push. I mean, I like to like, push some of them out the door. Dutch, this oh, time, la Dutch, this time last year, we were complaining week in and week no, out. They have the same dudes on the same show and they're doing the yep. same shit over and over again. And they have no options. We said last year they have no options for Roman Reigns. Where are they going to go? No, they got too many. They have too many options. I'd rather have but that they, problem than you. Yeah, they need to have all these options, but they need to slow it down. Because now it seems like they've speeded it up, and they, they almost are too fast for their own good. But still a good show tonight. SP3, any final thoughts, concerns? None about this show. It was what it was. <laughs> um, I wasn't. I wasn't too high on it. I wasn't too low on it. Just that last segment, man. Yeah, <laughs> it comes down to some booking decisions. I just. I just have. If I leave a show with too many questions, man, it's almost like it. It could be a good thing, but I'm. I man, this this Rey Mysterio win is gonna bug bug me <laughs> for like the entire weekend. It, it's head scratching. It's that head scratching to me. I don't get it. Yeah, the, well, the, those final two uh, segments, like Ray win the U.S. title and and the whole Jimmy and Jay promo and excuse, just yeah, it kind of let down this show. I think if they would have nailed that, I would have been more high on this show for sure. Now, my buddy Josh Martinez, by the way, uh, great radio DJ in New York, uh, wrote me on Twitter, which you can follow all of us on Twitter. There are our handles right there, or X now. All right, we're all on X, right? He wrote me title unification between Dom and Ray with Dom going over. So he says uniting the North American championship with the United States championship, which I would hate because they just unified the women's tag team title. So why are you getting rid of the men's mid card? None of that would make any sense, but I could see Ray and Dom having kind of like a winner take all type thing if they wanted to do that at some point, but do survivor series. They haven't announced no. war games. They're going to do interpromotional. Inter the one night of the year went. No, I can't even do it. I can't. SP3, what you got going on on True Hill Heat this weekend? Uh, check out the True Hill Heat flagship podcast tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern time over on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. It will be myself, Miss Chrissy Love. We'll be joined by Big Hero Chris, as well as we'll have another special guest. And check out last week's episode as the great Dutch Mantel joined us and told us who Vince McMahon believed was the stupidest human being he's ever met, plus much, much more. So check out True Hill Heat 237. And Rick, much I just want to warn you, if you do watch that, I'm going to tell you what, Sid was really blasting you. And mm. I defended you the best I could, but finally had to start agreeing with him. Hey, you know what? You can't deny the truth. So, Gosh, there's no such thing yeah. as bad publicity. All right, none whatsoever. All right, no, as, that, long as, that my, is, as long as my name's out there, I don't give a crap. Like, let's go. You know, the, the greatest angles going on now are the podcasters all arguing and fighting with each other. Yeah. Like me and Flair that time, and then somebody else said something about me, and then Cornette said something about acting. They're more interesting. I read it all the time. So, hey, find me on Twitter, Dirty D Mangel. It's X now. And you can, oh, yeah. Why? It's hard. I don't get that. I think Elon's been hitting the pipe too much. Is what I you think. think? 
Oh my God. The man, the man's anyway. a multi-billionaire. He spent $44 billion on an app that he's literally flushing down the toilet. Yep. when all he had to do was nothing. And now he's agreed to fight Mark Zuckerberg. Like what? No, we- he, cha- he changed that today. Did he? It goes from a fight to a debate. That's what he They're wants both to do. masters of it. So, you know. I, I wouldn't listen to debaters. it. <laughs> I wouldn't listen to it. Elon is a great talker. You would listen to the master debate? Yes, I would. Cool. I would I would tune out uh, Zucker or whatever his name is. What's his name? Mark Zuckerberg. The guy. Oh, yes. I'd turn, tune him out. And then when Elon talk, I'd turn him out. I see personally, I can't wait until we find these two just finally merge all their companies together and we get Space Meta X and you know everything is you know fine. There we go. Space so anyway, Dutch, where, where where are you at? What 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 are we, what are we doing? I'm right here. I'm right here. What are you promoting? Where can people follow you? <laughs> story Dirty time D-Man. with Dutch Mantel. Yeah, uh, story time with Dutch Mantel on YouTube. I got fifty-five episodes over there so far. It's pretty good, huh? Okay, I'm going yeah. to 100k Dutch. Go ahead, Dutch. I, I would do this. I would watch this match. I am going Elon to 100k. I got 91k right now. I'm, I'm trying Go to ahead, get 100. Dutch. Yeah, I've got like yeah. 0.3 percent of that. <laughs> Dirty D man. There we go. I got it. Dirty. You guys can. Uh, you guys can follow me at Rick Uchino. Uh It's the same on threads, too, by the way, as it is on X. Uh, this coming Monday, I will be dropping a conversation on SBNationCageSiteSeats.com with Zoe Stark. Spoke to her in uh, SummerSlam weekend for the press tour, and seems like a pretty good time to drop it since Trish and Becky will finally be wrestling uh, this coming Monday. We think. We think. Who knows? They might push that sucker back off the payback. Who knows what the hell they're going to be doing on Monday. So, regardless, um, we'll have some more stuff to talk about next week. Right here, next Friday, here on the Sports Kid Wrestle Binge YouTube channel and the Sports Kid Wrestling Facebook channel. Uh, Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, making us a part of your evening. Take care.